Welcome to the Crosstower Market Color Call. It's Wednesday, December 1st. I'm Martin Gaspar, research analyst, and with me is our trader Chad Steinglass and data scientist Catherine Webb. Chad, how are the markets looking this morning? Good morning, Martin. It's a sunny day here in Miami, so I'm uh, a little squinty today. Uh, we're seeing a little bit of a relief rally overnight in, uh, in risk markets and in, in equity markets. Uh, there's been some very, very preliminary positive data out of Israel regarding uh, vaccine efficacy and uh, also uh, symptom severity on the Omicron variant. Uh, so I think that's partially what is uh, what's boosting markets a little bit. Also, just just general uh, general relief after a very tumultuous few days. Uh, it looked like we were getting a little bit of a relief rally yesterday in the morning. And that was uh, put to rest very quickly by Jerome Powell uh, in his uh, testimony uh, in front of the uh, Senate committee. Uh, basically, the moment Powell said uh, it's time to remove the word transitory from inflation, uh, markets took a very quick dive. That was a signal that the Fed is putting inflation as its really number one, uh, you know, enemy number one. And even though this was kind of widely known and it had been kind of signaled by, uh, by Powell previously and by some of the other Fed uh, members who had been speaking last week, it was really a kind of a tacit acknowledgement that saying like, hey, even with this new variant, even with some uncertainties, uh, inflation's the biggest deal right now. Uh, and so that uh, put uh, pressure on short-term treasuries, pushing short-term rates up. Um, gave a little bit of a rebound to the dollar, which had been slipping uh, during the last few days. So, uh, and that also took what looks like it was going to be maybe a breakout rally in Bitcoin. Uh, we were like pushing towards uh, through 59,000 for the first time in quite some time. Uh, and uh, really just kind of took Bitcoin along with SPX uh, and equities right back lower. Now we are seeing relief in the equities. Um, Ethereum is doing amazingly. Uh, Bitcoin is still hovering around uh, consolidation, kind of like a converging of moving averages. Uh, it's still uh, looking like it, it's it's got a lot of support, uh, but it hasn't really taken off yet. Um, however, you know, over the last week, the correlation between Bitcoin and the S&P 500 has been uncanny. Uh, so we'll see if this relief rally in equities can potentially drag Bitcoin up through some of its resistance levels. And if that happens, then, uh, you know, maybe maybe we finally get a little bit of uh, uh, positive action there. We'll see. Thanks. Back to you. Thanks, Chad. Turning to some crypto news, uh, U.S. Treasury, or Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen <clears throat> has said that U.S. federal regulations are already in line with those of FATF crypto guidelines and said some non-custodial entities won't be subjected to transaction reporting. She went on to say that, quote, to be clear, non-custodial entities may still bear the reporting burden if they act as a natural or legal person with a business interest, but those providing a tech-based non-custodial service, like securing or participating in a network, are excluded from the requirements, end quote. The Fed Reserve Bank of New York and the Bank for International Settlements Innovation Center has launched the New York Innovation Center. This will be used to build and test new financial technology, including CBDCs, stablecoins, and cross-border payments. 
Jerome Powell, chair of the US Fed, said the Innovation Center will foster collaboration and the sharing of expertise among central banks. Grayscale sent a letter to the SEC claiming that the agency's willingness to approve a futures-based product but not a spot product is, quote, arbitrary and capricious, end quote, and could constitute a violation of the Administrative Procedure Act. The SEC has pointed to the difference in registrations as a reason behind the different treatments between futures and spot-based products. Grayscale goes on to argue that this is a departure from the market manipulation concerns the SEC has continuously cited in its rejection orders. Finally, turning to the Twitter front, uh, yesterday, Jack Dorsey, CEO of Twitter, announced he was stepping down from his position and will remain a member of Twitter's board of directors until his term expires in the middle of 2022, and he'll be replaced by Prag Agrawal, who's Twitter's CTO previously. And uh, lastly, Crypto Twitter's, you know, kind of a buzz as Gary Gensler is speaking at the Digital Asset Compliance and Market Integrity Summit starting at 9.30 Eastern this morning. So we'll see if we'll get any commentary on crypto from him. With that, I'll pass it over to Catherine now uh, for some more crypto developments. Thank you, Martin. Kelly's strategic management has filed for a US Ether futures fund with the SEC. The Kelly Ethereum Ether Strategy ETF is an actively managed fund that will invest in cash settled Ether futures contract traded on registered commodities exchanges. The value of the futures contract is tied to the underlying asset, in this case, Ethereum. Fidelity is launching a spot Bitcoin ETF in Canada this week, which is called the Fidelity Advantage Bitcoin ETF and will directly invest and purchase physical Bitcoin. Uh, sticking with some uh, ETF news in Canada, Purpose Investments has launched a new Bitcoin and Ethereum ETF with a key difference compared to other ETFs being that they're paying a monthly yield. This is done through their derivative-based cover call strategy and purpose investment, although they cannot guarantee the payout, is expecting an annual yield of between 8 to 10% for both ETFs. Um, there's also a management fee set for both at 1.1%. And next up, we've got um, quite a lot of funding news. Uh, Hivemind Capital Partners has announced its inaugural 1.5 billion venture fund to invest in blockchain and digital assets ecosystems. As part of the fund, Hivemind will form a strategic partnership with the Algorand to provide technological and network ecosystem network ecosystem, network ecosystem infrastructure. Borderless Capital is launching a 500 million Algo Fund 2. The press release states the fund will be used to invest in digital assets powering the next generation of decentralized applications on top of the Algorand blockchain network. This includes product, uh, projects that are due to disrupt creators' economy with NFTs and incentives that can increase the capital of Algo's DeFi ecosystem through liquidity mining, lending, borrowing, and yield farming. One Inch has closed a 175 million Series B fundraiser round led by Amber Group. With the new investment, One Inch is looking to serve institutional investors, including bank and hedge funds. Um, the firm also plans to get licenses in Europe and then look to get licenses in the US. SoftBank Corp, Corp has invested 150 million in Narva's Corp Sapoto Metaverse platform. The platform allows, allows users to create 3D avatars of themselves and interact with the 2 million active users. The platform aims to become the largest fashion, uh, virtual fashion marketplace in the world. 
Next, moving on to some mining news, DMG Blockchain Solution has announced the purchase of, of 1,800 mining machines from Bitmain. The machines are due to be delivered starting next July and will generate an additional 252 pentahashes per second, which will bring DMG's total capacity to just over one exahash per second. Um, Inco Silicon is launching a new um, Ethereum ASCII miner. Based on quotes, the new ASCII equipment will have an average hash rate of 1,500 megahashes per second and will give an average efficiency of 1.56 watts per megahashes per second, which outperforms all the equipment that's currently on the marketplace. But this is 20% less efficient than what was initially anticipated. Uh, next up, we've got some acquisition news. Crypto.com has bought two new exchanges, the North American Derivatives Exchange and the Small Exchange Inc. from financial services firm IG Group Holding PLC for a total of $260 million in cash. The purpose of the acquisition is to expand the presence in the U.S. and to offer certain derivatives and future products to U.S. customers. Coinbase is set to acquire Unbound Security, a crypto custody infrastructure firm specializing in multi-party computational technology, which provides security as well as usability for crypto assets. Once the acquisition is complete, it will also enable Coinbase's presence in Israel and set up a tech center for excellence within the company. And finally, ending on some exchange news, um, Bullish has officially begun operating on Tuesday for its inaugural batch of institutional investors. So far, they can only purchase Bitcoin, Ethereum and EOS, um, but the exchange aims to add, increase the number of digital assets in the future, as well as a full launch aimed at retail investors. And finally, Herbovi Group has chosen Singapore as its regional headquarters, but is planning to set up another regional headquarters in either France or the UK in 2023. And that's all the news I have for you. I hope everyone has a wonderful day. Back to you, Martin. Thanks, Catherine. And thanks for your listeners for tuning in. Please check out Crosstower at crosstower.com for more market news and updates. Thanks for listening.